Broadcasting live worldwide. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And now... You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Welcome back to the program, Mom. Zev Brenner, always a treat, always a privilege, always an honor to have Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glad with us. Uh, he is knowledgeable both in halacha and medicine. He's written books, including Visiting the Sick and Woman in the Talmud. He certainly is an expert when it comes to medicine. He's currently chairman of medicine and chief of infectious diseases hospital, epidemiologist at Mount Sinai South NASA Hospital. He's a professor of medicine at the Econ School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. He also serves as assistant rabbi at Young Israel Woodmere. So thank you for joining us again. Okay, it's my pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. This is a technicality of the associate rabbi, the Young Israel Woodmere. Associate rabbi, okay. So... The question that I'm getting from people, I'm fully vaccinated. I go to different shuls, and I see a kind of one shul I walk in, and if you're wearing a mask under your nose, they want to throw you out because they say you have to be fully covered. You go to another shul, and they look at you funny if you're wearing a mask over your nose and say, what do you have? What are you doing it for? COVID is over. People have been vaccinated. And most shuls, people have been, most of the people are vaccinated. So what should one do? People are confused. Yeah. So I think there there is a, a, a misunderstanding by some people as to uh, some of the facts. So I think it's important to clarify that. And then each shul, the Rav of each shul, needs to make policies based upon the circumstances, the facts, and the physical plans of their shul. So the facts are that if a person is truly, fully vaccinated, which means that they've received, if it's the Moderna or Pfizer product, two doses of that vaccine, and it's been at least two weeks from the second dose of the vaccine, they are at extremely low risk of either transmitting COVID or getting COVID. Doesn't mean that there's zero risk. They are at a very, very low risk. These vaccines are unbelievably good. They're efficacious. They are safe and certainly should be taken. For people in that setting, a shul can have a policy where those people and only the fully vaccinated people can be maskless and can sit closer together. However, a shul cannot just simply assume that most of the people are vaccinated and that all guests coming in are vaccinated, and certainly children, certainly below the age of 16, and even many above the age of 16, are not yet vaccinated. And they have to be considered like unvaccinated people when shuls make policy decisions as to whether they can remove masking and distancing requirements and are they safe in doing so for all members of the shul? A rub of a shul has a responsibility to make sure that all of the congregants in the shul feel comfortable to daven in that base madrash, in that base classes. And therefore, they have to have policies that all people can feel comfortable with. And sometimes that may require having more than one minion and having different levels of concern at different minyanim. Outdoor minyanim are, are certainly very, very safe. And if the majority of people are vaccinated in an outdoor minion, that is a different setting than in a, a, a tight, small, uh, base medrash type of a, a shtibble packed in together where people are coming and going and we don't know who has been vaccinated. And people who've had COVID in the past are not in the same classification as people that are vaccinated. So there's a lot of science that needs to be understood. There's policies that need to be established by the local rabbonim in conjunction with the uh, experts, the mumchen, the physicians in their shul or 
provided a shul that can provide them with expert advice so they can follow the established medical facts and make the best decisions for that shul. The CDC has put out guidelines. I put out some guidelines as well to help shuls try to um, figure out what they can possibly do indoors, outdoors, uh, majority vaccinated, all vaccinated, where there's a mixture of unknown uh, status of vaccination so they can maintain and make sure that the shuls are safe places to dive in, to learn, to have smachot, and to have all the wonderful activities we'd love to have in a shul as safe way as possible. It'll be tragic if everybody assumed that COVID is over, because it's not. There are actually more cases today worldwide than there were a few months ago. But not in the United States, though. Not in New York. No, Baruch Baruch Hashem, not in our area. But the concern is, if we're not careful, and again, careful doesn't mean not being able to go maskless, not being able to uh, eliminate distancing. It means that if you're not careful about having people that are unvaccinated in your indoor minyanim, that is a potential concern. We have people traveling on business to all different parts of the world, and they can come back in some of these varying strains. There are concerns about them. We don't know whether the vaccines will work as perfectly well against some of these varying strains. We just don't have enough information. The available information suggests that they certainly still will be somewhat, if not highly effective against these variant strains, but we just don't know. So the better part of pikuach nefashos is to consider all suffix pikuach nefashos situations from a halachic point of view and be concerned about them. Now, in some situations, it may not be a halachic concern. Halacha doesn't require us to take into account every single potential concern. We have principles of dosh bey rabin, that if something is considered an infrequent enough incidents, then you're allowed to go and do this. You can cross the street, even though some people hit by a car. You can take a shower, even though some people fall and, and, and get a serious head injury by slipping in a shower. But these are situations where the common accepted practices that people are willing to take those risks. But that doesn't mean that you can take inappropriate risks. You can't cross the street against the red light and assume that it's just perfectly safe to do so. You have to look both ways. You have to be very, very careful to make sure that, that you won't get hurt. So the same thing applies in a shul. You just can't assume everyone is vaccinated. You just can't assume COVID is over. You need to look at the facts in your particular shul, in your particular neighborhood, what is going on from a public health point of view. Are people traveling? Are people sick? Nobody should be coming to shul still if they have symptoms of COVID because that still would be a concern in my mind. Would it make more sense for shuls with majority of people vaccinated that they don't have to wear a mask, but those who aren't vaccinated should wear a mask? Absolutely. I, I think that even if you're diving in a shul where most of the people are vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, you should wear a mask. You are potentially putting people at risk. And while, Baruch Hashem, most vaccinated people will not get sick, even those that do get sick will not get very sick, if you're not vaccinated, you should still be wearing a mask and you should still be distancing from other people because you are potentially a threat to them. Now, what I see in shuls, even outdoor minyanim, where people are wearing a mask and social distance, when it comes to kiddush, all of a sudden, forget about it. Everybody's crowding together and they're not wearing a mask and eating. So what's the rule? What should we be doing with even places where people are wearing masks when it comes to kiddush? So the CDC discusses outdoor events and says that in general, if people are vaccinated at outdoor events, they're very safe. But the one caveat that they have is that if there is large congregate settings, if there are a large crowd, 
if there were a significant number of people all crowding around the table, that would be somewhat of a concern. Now, I can't tell you how much of a concern, and if most people are vaccinated, the concern is quite minimal. But again, a little seichel. Everybody doesn't have to be on top of everybody else. You can still go to the kiddish. You can still sit. You can have a beautiful outdoor kiddish. Again, it should be done with seichel. It should be done following the guidelines. And again, if people are not vaccinated, that does pose more of a risk than if people are Let's look indoors because a lot of shuls are indoors and I see caution goes to the wind when it comes to Kiddush time. So, again, the concerns are, are even more for an indoor Kiddush. So, again, if people are vaccinated, the risk level is much lower, but there still shouldn't be large packed crowds all around the table. I think that that is probably not the ideal situation ever without COVID. It's not the Hobbitic to everybody grabbing and pushing and shoving. It's not even the Hobbitic to do that, never mind the medical potential concerns. But assuming that people are acting in an appropriate fashion, there are, there are lines, there are uh, take turns for people to go, and they're not all jam-packed. Certainly, if they're mostly, if not all vaccinated, then the risk is very low. Again, I don't know what the circumstances in every shul in terms of truly are people vaccinated. There are people out there that aren't vaccinated still, especially younger crowd, haven't been eligible for vaccines till recently, or still might not be eligible for vaccines because of their age. And there are always people, unfortunately, that have chosen not to take the vaccine. When you're putting all of those people together in a small indoor setting, it's an unknown risk. And even the people that are vaccinated, while Baruch Hashem, they're at a very low risk. I cannot say it's a zero risk. Now, here's a scenario. You're at a wedding, a large wedding hall, people not wearing masks. Uh, food is being served. Can you take off your mask and eat food in a corner where you're not near people? Is that safe? I think if a person is vaccinated, that's a reasonable thing to do. So there should be really no risk if somebody's staying away from people and just eating in a corner. They don't have to go outdoors. They can eat indoors as long as they're not next to people. As I said, I think it's a reasonable thing to do. It's, it's impossible to ever say there's no risk, but I think it's a very reasonable thing to do. It falls into my categorization of dosh rabbin. This is something that's acceptable. A person's not going connected halacha in that situation. Uh, to sit around with 30, 40 bachrim from the chassan's friends. Many of them may not be um, vaccinated. And for a person who is at more at risk of getting COVID um, to join that group, I'm not sure what the... Um, you know, the reasonableness of that would be. I, I would think even if you're vaccinated, that wouldn't be a setting that I would want to participate in. Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glad is our guest. What about situation? I'm hearing for so many people saying, you know what, I had COVID once, I had COVID twice, they said, and so therefore, you know, I have antibodies, I don't need a vaccine, I don't need to wear a mask. I, what's, what's your thoughts? So those people seem to know more than the CDC. Uh, the CDC recommends in that situation that people... Uh, who have had COVID still get vaccinated. And unless those people are expert infectious disease people themselves and have a halachic and medical right to potentially disagree with the CDC, so then they should be making those pronouncements. The CDC doesn't recognize antibodies. Now, I personally think, and I think most people in the CDC also would agree that antibodies do present uh, a level of immunity that we just aren't sure. And we're not sure how long that immunity will last. So in practical usage, different laboratories have different numbers that are used. It's unclear what the value is. 
having antibodies certainly is of some benefit in preventing second COVID, a second episode of COVID, but there are many cases of such being reported. So therefore, it is certainly not as good as being vaccinated. I wouldn't lump the two together to say a vaccinated person and a person who had COVID a year ago, Pesach time last year, are in the same boat in terms of getting COVID. Uh, at the present time, the vaccinated person is at extremely low risk, and the person who had COVID last Pesach is at a low risk, but still a risk, and a much higher risk than a vaccinated person from a statistical point of view. And those people, the CDC does recommend should get vaccinated. Because in certain neighborhoods, I go into Borough Park, for example, and other neighborhoods where people look at you funny if you're wearing a mask, saying, listen, we have herd immunity. Most of the people here had COVID, so therefore we're not taking the vaccine or certain we're not wearing the mask. And you hear that. So what you're saying, you can't rely on that. But how do we change people's perception because it's so pervasive in certain areas? So, again, the only way to change people's practices and perceptions is to try to educate them as best as possible. And I, I unfortunately remember around Hanukkah time, uh, this past three, four, five months ago, when we had a very significant, significant second wave, everybody said, oh, those communities will be spared because they have herd immunity and they, they won't have any attacks. And Nebuch, we all know that people in those communities as well were, were, were sick and Nebuch, there were deaths even in those communities. So there is a higher level of prior COVID in those communities than in some other communities, but, but every community is different. I can't give you a number. I doubt that most people can give you a number of how many people in their, in their shul are actually truly medically immune based upon having COVID a year ago and how many of them actually had COVID. There was diagnostic testing was not necessarily available. Some people who had lost their sense of taste, lost their sense of smell, had other viral illnesses other than COVID, and COVID was never established. Some of these people have had antibodies and have lost antibodies. What does that mean? So there's so many unknowns. And when you're dealing with a simple solution, such as getting vaccinated, to me, that is what medically is indicated. That is what the CDC and the experts recommend. Now, some people are saying, you know, I got the, the double vaccine, and uh, yes, you know, there was a slight risk, but even if one were to get COVID after being vaccinated, it's so mild in most cases, so therefore we can go on life as normal, not wear the mask and avoid all the distancing and the guidelines that we have. What do you say to them? So, as I, as I mentioned, the risk is very low, and the SSHM, even if they do get COVID, they're hopefully going to get a much milder form. They may even not have any symptoms. They could just potentially transmit. They wouldn't even have symptoms themselves, so they would have mild symptoms. But again, it must be pointed out that a very small percentage, Baruch Hashem, very, very low percentage of people still can get more serious illness. And there, unfortunately, have been deaths even in that population. I don't want to scare people. It's a very, very low number, but that's the rationale behind being a little bit more careful in an indoor setting when you're dealing with a lot of unvaccinated people. But Baruch Hashem, you want to have family or friends over for lunch, everybody's vaccinated, isn't to hate. That's now allowable. That's perfectly kosher. That is not a dangerous activity. You want to go and uh, have uh, activities outside, there's almost no restrictions on a person who's vaccinated. They can talk with other people without a mask. They just shouldn't go in large settings, large crowds, according to the CDC. And even that is probably still a low risk. So we're just trying to make that risk as close to zero as possible. And at the same time, go back to life. If you can essentially dive in the shoe without a mask, 
because people are vaccinated. If you can have a simcha without having to wear masks because people are vaccinated, if you can even have kiddushim done in a safe way, what are we missing out on? Why are we not trying to still make sure that those people that never the vaccine doesn't work for them? There are some adults that the vaccine doesn't work for them. Should those people not be allowed to come to a minion anymore? What should we do about children that haven't yet been vaccinated? What do we do about all these potential variant strains that we don't know the seriousness of them? So if we were saying close the shuls, close the yeshivas, that would be crazy. We're not saying that. We're not saying to really change much about the way we're doing things. We're just telling people to be a little extra cautious. You know, if people have been double vaccinated and they're and waited the two weeks and you say there's a low risk of transmission uh, or of getting it again, it's low. wouldn't that fall in the principle of dust because the numbers are so statistically small, you want to protect people. But if it's going back to normal, wouldn't it make more sense that uh, maybe they should just not have to wear a mask, even if a few people are, are have not been vaccinated because of the principle of dust, that life is back to normal and the risks are so low? So, again, it defines, it depends on how you define a low risk. There, unfortunately, are people that die in that situation. That That's a serious risk, albeit a very low risk. But there's still and a possibility of death, even if you've been vaccinated. Yes. So it is a low risk. I don't want to scare people. The vaccines are phenomenally good. But at the same time, if the minimal risk that still might be present can be further minimized by just being a little bit more cautious in certain situations. So then that to me is the smart thing to do. That is what the CDC recommends. In most situations, again, when you're dealing with vaccinated people, essentially the risks are gone. And vaccinated people dealing with other vaccinated people, when he has that team, in my opinion, life is back to normal. Final question is, is that there's always been a certain amount of anti-vaxxers in our community. We saw that in the measles outbreak. In fact, they're talking about in Williamsburg and Bar Park, some other, you know, comebacks of some of these diseases. But have we seen now more anti-vaxxing activity in our community because people are buying into some of the conspiracy theories about the vaccinations? So I think that's a very good question. I think you have to differentiate two groups of people. There are those people that are anti-vaccine no matter what, for reasons that are unclear. They're not scientific. They're not halachic for certain. They're not medical. These people refuse to take a vaccine no matter what, no matter how well it's proven, no matter anything. There's a group of people that just refuse to take a vaccine. So it's a very vocal group. It's a very small group. I won't discuss them at this point. What I'd like to discuss is all the people that aren't Lashita anti-vaccine, but are, have legitimate concerns. They're hesitant. They have questions, legitimate questions. And those are the people that I try to answer their questions with the best signs that we have available. I was one of the first people to take the vaccine. I think it's perfectly good. And Baruch Hashem, that's shown to be correct. But I can understand that some people may have been hesitant to take it originally. But now, over a billion people in the world have been vaccinated with one of the many different vaccines that are out there. They have been shown to be unbelievably effective in preventing death, in preventing serious COVID. So I'm hopeful that many of the people that may have been hesitant originally because it's new, will now say we now have six, eight, ten months of data on some people. We have seen unbelievably good 
strength of these vaccines in terms of preventing serious illness, intubation, and death is phenomenally good. Eretz Yisrael has opened up again. There are no deaths now in Eretz Yisrael from COVID. That, that's the most phenomenal and best news that we could possibly hear. And at the same time, the safety concerns that people have are being addressed as well. The fact that the one in, a, in hundreds of thousands of blood clots could be picked up through the VAERS system, the government system of checking these vaccines, is the best proof that we do have a good handle on all of these rare complications that could occur. And I'm not saying that there won't be ever a rare complication, but in public health and in halacha, you have to view overall what's good for society. And for every individual, the expectation is that they will get tremendous benefit from medications from vaccines, even though every medication has side effects from it. The people will still undergo important life-saving heart surgery, recognizing that some people will die from it. People will take a medication knowing that some people will have an adverse reaction from it. You must do what's appropriate and best based upon medicine and halacha. And I'm hoping that the people that are vaccine hesitant will ignore the nonsense that's being put out there about infertility, there are studies now showing that pregnancy, uh, 35,000 pregnant women who were vaccinated and just published in the New England Journal of Medicine, there's zero increased incidence of complications. There's never been any evidence, and it's Shekhar, to say that these vaccines cause infertility. These vaccines are, are life-saving, and the people I'm hoping that have been hesitant to use these vaccines because there hasn't been enough experience will now realize that we have a tremendously positive experience with these vaccines and that each person should hopefully revisit if they've been hesitant and discuss with their doctor what are the facts and not listen to nonsense. The people are saying that if you walk near a person who's been vaccinated, you could become, uh, your menstrual cycle could become uh, abnormal and that you could become infertile. I mean, that's, that's ludicrous. That's nonsense. That's put out by people who are interested in, in just hurting other people. There's no evidence of that whatsoever. It doesn't even make any sense. And, and, and those types of allegations are, are just totally wrong. And I beg and implore people to, to listen to science. That's what the halacha says we're supposed to do, to listen to the rofe mumcha, to listen to the expert doctors. And, and, and if you're hesitant, ask those questions. But please then listen to the answers and don't be swayed by social media and, and nonsense that's out there on the Internet. Very well said, and you are an expert, Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glatt. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your perspective. And I think people, hopefully people will take to heart what you have said. Dr. Glatt, Rabbi Dr. Glatt is Chairman of Medicine and Chief of Infectious Diseases at, at Mount Sinai South NASA Hospital. Also the Associate Rabbi, Young Israel Woodmer. Thank you for joining us. It's always my pleasure, Zeb. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Talkline Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the TalkLine network and TalkLine's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100.
That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com.